from the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Yes, it is the WIA News and it is for week commencing March 27, 2011. International Dynamic Range Day, Optus 10 added to their fleet, West Coast VK7, the answer is blown in the wind, and pirates held at bay. All these stories up and coming in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia for week commencing March 27. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In South East Queensland, it can be heard on 438.575, VK4 RSS, IRLP node 6215, every Sunday at 0900 hours local time. I'm Jessica, VK4FJAR. International Dynamic Range Day. Last Friday was deemed Dynamic Range Day. This has been set up to try to get recording producers to drop their levels and show some light and shade. In order to achieve super high levels on CDs, the music has its dynamic range reduced. Roughly speaking, that's the difference between the loudest and quietest moments in the music. The effect is now so extreme we've reached the bizarre position where Justin Bieber's CD is actually louder than Motorhead, ACDC or the Sex Pistols. The fatal flaw of this loudness war in a nutshell is it don't sound good. Research shows there is no connection between loudness and sales. People don't notice loudness when comparing songs. Modern music players undo loudness by using replay gain and most listeners just turn loud music down. So... Loud music on CD has no benefit on the radio, online, on an MP3 player or in your CD player and yet almost every new release is crushed to within an inch of its life. Enter Dynamic Range Day. News from the WIA and no, it's not just a field day. Being so close to the John Moore Memorial National Field Day now leaves most of the clubs thinking that another event is just more of the same old, same old. Tune into the world, Amateur Radio Gets People Talking is our hobby's big public relations event. It will be celebration of World Amateur Radio Day, the 17th of April, and of course that's just a few weeks away. Rules and the scoring method are available on wia.org.au. All it needs is a little advanced planning, a publicly accessible venue, suitable station equipment, signage, and most importantly, people who are very presentable and knowledgeable. Posters and uniforms are available on the website. This is an opportunity to get right behind the Tune Into The World Amateur Radio Gets People Talking and to take our hobby out to the public. Already more than a dozen clubs have indicated that they're ready to show the general public what they and the hobby of amateur radio has to offer. So what is your club doing? Everybody gets enjoyment from being involved and comes away feeling they've put something back into the hobby they enjoy so much. Remember, Amateur Radio Day on the 17th of April. Get involved. Visit wia.org.au and sign up. It only needs three or more to be involved with a public station. But again, whoever you have on show with the Amateur Radio must be presentable and knowledgeable. Up, up and away, Optus will add a new satellite, Optus 10, to its Australian-New Zealand fleet, making it the largest in the company's and Australia's history. 
Optus 10 will be delivered in 2013 and is being built in California by Space Systems Laurel. This follows the expansion of Australia's satellite fleet with the state-of-the-art D-series satellites launched in 2006, 7 and 9. Optus provides satellite services to Australia and New Zealand government departments, premium companies and broadcasters including Foxtel, ABC, SBS, Seven Network, Nine Network, Racing Australia, Globecast Australia, UBI and Sky TV New Zealand. Optus Managing Director, Optus Wholesale and Satellite, Vicky Brandy, said that Optus was the only full-service telecommunications provider in Australia with the ability to harness the additional capability that satellite communication offers. It launched the first of Australia's satellite fleet way back 25 years ago. 99.7 FM. This is the channel set aside in Melbourne for the majority of international sporting events. It's alive this weekend with the trackside commentary from the Albert Park Grand Prix circuit in South Melbourne with the running of the 2011 Formula One Qantas Australian Grand Prix, a stellar lineup of elite motor racing, 99.7. And down the band a bit, 98.7 FM, is a community radio station, 3RPP, and they're shooting for an Easter deadline to be on air at new studios at the former Mornington High School. Radio Port Phillip broadcasts around the clock, 98.7, and is being refurbished with help from the combined efforts of Mornington Peninsula Rotary Clubs. 2EC's AM transmitter, off-air due to floods. Heavy rain has caused flash flooding throughout the New South Wales, South Coast and Illawarra regions, putting one of 2EC's transmitters off-air. Their AM765 transmitter site at Kalaroo has been affected by the flooding, 2EC Program Director Kimmy Saker told Radio Info that our tech's waiting for water to recede to be able to swim out to the site and get it cranked up again. In the meantime, listeners can get the AM transmission on 105.5. The answer? It's blowing in the wind. Transmission services provider Broadcast Australia has refitted a remote transmission site to be powered primarily by renewable energy. The Mount Owen site, serving Queenstown and Zeehan, Tasmania, will use site-generated wind and solar power to meet fully the site's 8,000 kilowatt power needs 80% to 90% of the time. That's 8,000 kilowatts. The site broadcasts national and commercial analogue and digital radio and television services and supports critical radio communications for local emergency services. According to Broadcast Australia Energy Systems engineer Gary Cafe, the power demands for digital television and other new services were starting to exceed the capacity of the existing mains power feed, and given the remoteness of the facility and the presence of strong prevailing southwesterly winds, Mount Owen was a good candidate for on-site renewable energy generation, especially compared to the cost of upgrading mains power feeding lines. Hams across Australia. Jeff's Walk 2, east to west, for Nets. The walk starts on the morning of April 24 and Jeff will be in Lismore on the evening of the 25th. Maybe you'd like to join Jeff as there will probably be some sort of a gathering, maybe sausage sizzle or barbecue. Now Jeff is currently calling listening most evenings as he gets ready 7045 at 1730 and 3612 at 1830 and that is Australian Eastern Standard Time. VK2 and Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's annual field day, the June long weekend, Saturday, Sunday, 11 and 12th of June. This year, the venue will be the Tacking Point Surf Club Hall in Matthew Flinders Drive, Lighthouse Beach at the port. 
It's important to book accommodation as soon as possible as there will be lots of visitors staying in the port for the Winter Sun Festival also running over that June long weekend. The OARAC Field Day theme is the club's 40th birthday and there'll be all the usual attractions and activities. Oh, and the Field Day dinner? That'll be at the Tacking Point Golf Club, 6pm on the Saturday night. That's Saturday, June 11. VK3 and Moorabbin District Radio Club's annual Hamfest will be held Saturday, May 7 at Brentwood Secondary College, Glen Waverley at 10am. VK4 and Tark does the WIA National Field Day. The WIA National Field Day will be happening, as we said earlier, Sunday, April 17, and the Tark Incorporated will be setting up displays, different aspects of amateur radio on the northern side of the Sturt Street headland on the Strand Townsville from 8am. Hams are needed to help with that, this activity to publicise the worthwhile hobby of ham radio to the wider community, so get along to wave the flag and have a bit of fun as well. Oh, and the North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention date has been set. The date set for the most stellar event in the radio amateur calendar in the North, the 20th biannual North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention in Townsville from Friday afternoon the 16th to Sunday afternoon the 18th of September. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. This is Trevor, VK5. Ahead of international news and Jason, VK2 LAW, Port 4, Education, Youth and Advancement of Amateur Radio, Manly Warringah Radio Society. Eight candidates did the club's foundation training course and assessments a few weeks back and all eight candidates passed with flying colours and one went straight on to pass his standard theory test. Congratulations to all candidates and welcome to Amateur Radio. Manly Warringah Radio Society meet every Wednesday at the first Terry Hills Guide Hall. That's in Beltana Avenue, Terry Hills, and they meet at 730 Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Quake Science, the power of the Japan Quake. Some stunning statistics about the awesome power of the JA earthquake, according to the British Broadcasting Company. Experts they interviewed say that the massive shaker may have shifted Japan's main coastline by up to 13 feet to the east. This is based on the country's network of 1,200 GPS monitoring stations. The GeoNet GPS network is the world's largest. Also, the quake may have knocked the planet off its axis by about 6.5 inches. This, says the BBC, will cause the Earth to rotate a tiny bit faster and thereby shortening the day by about 1.8 millionths of a second. The Japan Meteorological Agency has also officially named the Tembla the 2011 off the Pacific coast of Tohoku earthquake. Fourteen alleged pirates indicted in attack that killed three hams. A US federal grand jury has indicted 13 suspected pirates from Somalia and one from Yemen in the February hijacking of a yacht that left three American radio amateurs and one non-amateur dead. The United States Department of Justice say that the men face piracy, kidnapping and firearms charges stemming from their efforts to hold the Americans for ransom, according to the indictment. 
As previously reported, Scott Adam, K9ESO, his wife Jean, KF6RVB, and Bob Riggle, KE7IIV, were murdered by the Somali pirates. Also killed with them was Phyllis Mackay. The four were on board the Adams-owned yacht, the Quest, off the coast of Oman, East Africa, when pirates boarded their vessel on Friday, February 18. Officials were in the process of negotiating for their release when the gunfire was heard at around 1am on Tuesday, February 22nd. At that point, United States naval forces responded to the gunfire. Navy SEALs then boarded the yacht only to discover that all four hostages had been shot by the pirates. The Adams, who were retired, had been sailing on their 58-foot yacht delivering Bibles around the world. The indictment says that at least three of the indicted men shot and killed the four Americans without provocation. They died less than a week after a Somali pirate was sentenced to more than 33 years in prison by a New York court for the 2009 hijacking of the vessel the Maersk, Alabama. That hijacking ended when Navy sharpshooters killed two pirates holding the ship's American captain. This group of pirates is the latest to be brought to Norfolk to face charges stemming from attacks on ships off the coast of Africa. Last April, a federal grand jury indicted 11 in separate attacks on two U.S. Navy ships, the USS Ashland and the USS Nicholas. The Virginia-based ships were part of an international flotilla protecting shipping in the pirate-infested waters off Africa. Russian Federation adopts SEPT licensing. It should soon be easier to use amateur radio gear while visiting the Russian Federation. This following its decision to join the SEPT radio amateur license agreement. IARU Region 1 says that it considers this a major step forward to eventually permit worldwide radio amateur roaming. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Mafra, it can be heard on my Echo Link node on 146.450 MHz just by pressing 95 on your DTMF keypad. Or it can be heard 12pm every Sunday and repeated 20 hundred hours every Wednesday. I'm Michael, VK3, HAU. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au Now to the weird and wonderful Russia's secret weapon, inflatable tanks. They may look like real tanks and missiles, but some of the weapons in Russia's arsenal may not all be what they seem, for the army is making increasing use of inflatable replicas. Decoys deployed in a cunning attempt to deceive potential enemies. This kind of technology has existed in the army for a long time, since World War II. Serbia used similar decoys during the country's bombardment by NATO forces in 1999, and the alliance actually destroyed fewer genuine targets than it thought. When a real tank and a false one stand side by side, they make almost no difference. Both emit the same heat and reflect radio waves in the same way as real ones. Another bonus is that they are easy to deploy. A tank inflates in just minutes. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News on Felix VK4 FUQ. Special Events and On Air Contest Column Dateline 2011. The CQ WPX is on this weekend. April 23, ZL VK 2011 VK ZL Ritty Sprint 80 metres. April 30, Worldwide Mark County Day 2011. April 30, ZL VK 2011 VK ZL Ready Sprint 40 metres. VK4 WIP Club Station in the CQ WPX. For the first time in the club's 50 year history, VK4 WIP will hit the edge during the CQ WPX this weekend. All of this has been made possible through all the blood, sword, and tears from the club's president, 
dedicated members and local government members within the local Ipia community. Just this weekend passed, according to our news editor Graham VK4BB who attended, the local mayor, councillor and Yesu's national sales manager presented the club officially with cheque and radio. Special event stations, repeater, beacon, DX and net advice. World Amateur Radio Day. Amateur Radio, the first technology-based social network. Members of DXXC, Mexican Contest and DX Group, will activate 4A0IAIU between April the 18th and the 24th to celebrate World Amateur Radio Day on April the 18th and the 86th anniversary of the founding of the IARU. QSL via N7RO. Titanic anniversary, VO1MGY operation. Friday, April 15th is the anniversary of the Titanic disaster. To recognise this anniversary, Admiralty House Naval Museum, St John's, Newfoundland, and the Society of Newfoundland Radio Amateurs, Amateur Radio will be operational with the call sign VO1MGY. 2000 hours UDC and continue till Saturday the 16th. CW and SSB modes on 20 and 40 metres. Amateur Radio at Spirit of Space Side Whiskey Festival. Moray Firth Amateur Radio Society is celebrating the Spirit of Space Side Whiskey Festival by running three special event stations. One located at Strath Isla Distillery in Keith, call sign GB3SWF. Another located at Craig or Latchie Distillery, call sign GB2SWF. And a third at Glen Farkless Distillery, GB4SWF. The objective of this exercise is to contact as many amateur radio stations as possible worldwide to promote Scotland's iconic drum malt whisky. Each station will operate in the shortwave HF bands, principally 80 metres, 40 metres and 20 metres SSB. The festival invites visitors to celebrate Scotland's national drink through an inventive and wide-ranging programme of whisky-inspired events. Some educational, all of them fun. Awards. Plenty of action. Tony Hamling VK3 VTHS scored well by activating nine new parks for the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award. His marathon 300km round tour of the Gippsland Parks follows news that Peter Fraser, VK3 ZPF, put Wilson's Prom National Park on air earlier. Tony VK3 VTH said contacts from National Parks included Kevin VK0 KEV at Macquarie Island. He made the achievement despite fading conditions. The rules for the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award have been updated. Following the declaration of new parks taking the total to 45, an increase of 10 since the award was revived in 2008. Tony BK3 VTH has activated 19 of the 45 parks. A full list of the national parks and the rules are in the awards section of the Amateur Radio Victoria website. The aim of the award is to encourage portable use of the up to 45 designated areas across the state and has the support of Parks Victoria. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK7, it can be heard on the VK7 repeater network across Tasmania and on HF frequencies from 9am each Sunday, followed by the VK7 regional news broadcast from 9.30am. I'm Graham, and my call sign VK7ZGK. The April edition of Amateur Radio Magazine. Score your front cover picture and an inside story on a simple portable antenna mast is Rick Head, VK3KAN. 
His article is among the technical offerings that include a fully detailed solid-state 137 kHz transceiver built by Dale Hughes, VK1DSH. The editor, Peter Freeman, VK3PF, discusses the reason why the magazine is not produced electronically each month. However, the Publications Committee will be issuing an annual compendium in electronic form. Highly recommended is the read of this month's editorial column. The bad Apple operator again raises its head in the WIA comment section by our President Michael Owen, VK3KI, where he questions whether the ACMA needs some appropriate policies. He agrees that far too often the ACMA fails to enforce the law against improper behaviour within our ranks. Michael, VK3KI, discusses the results of findings of the WIA. To round off coverage in Amateur Radio Magazine, a WIA membership service that is available from selected newsagents, is a piece on the 80 years in the hobby achieved by George Bolas, VK3LA. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1WIA. Broadcast monitoring, shortwave and scanner news. And yes, you are listening to VK1WIA and the National News Service. And don't forget that we are on Twitter. So when you pop along and read the text edition at wia.org.au, you'll find directions there. How you can receive the tweets from VK1WIA. And don't worry, we only... uh, Put out one or two a week when the important things happen. BBC to accept advertising. The BBC World Service Global News Director, Peter Horrocks, has told members of Parliament the BBC has decided to retain a daily hour-long Hindu language news program on shortwave. Now, over the next year, the BBC will seek commercial sponsors for BBC Hindi programs. If sufficient funding sources do not materialise by March next year, that's 2012, then the service will be closed. Hindi has been one of six services to be pulled completely from shortwave. A further seven services were to be pulled entirely from the airwaves. By 2014, the BBC World Service expected to remove almost all non-English language programming from shortwave in favour of the internet and local FM rebroadcast partners. Good morning, this is Robert VK3DN with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. The 600th ARIS Ham Radio School Contact. ARIS, the amateur radio on the International Space Station, reached a milestone on Thursday, March 17th, when it held its 600th contact between on-orbit astronaut Katie Coleman, KC5ZTH, and students from several schools in Poland. The contact supported lessons about space and space exploration, communication and technology. Scout Amateur Radio Club SP5ZBA handled the radio connection, during which the astronaut fielded 19 space-related questions. Nearly 120 people were in the audience. There was extensive media coverage that included newspapers, four scientific magazines, one radio magazine, a television station, national radio, and that was two programs, and two internet portals. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Military Radio Security Service Reunion at Bletchley Park. Maybe you are lucky enough to be visiting G-Land in April. Well, there's a reunion of ex-members of the Radio Security Service on Sunday the 17th of April in the mansion at Bletchley Park. It will also include an illustrated lecture on how radio amateurs helped to win the war. More than a 1,000 amateur volunteers listened on the shortwave bands in secret in their homes for illicit signals in the UK. What they uncovered were the transmitters of the German secret service operating all over Europe and beyond. 
Besides penetrating the most secret aspects of the service, they also learned about the spies that were sent, some of whom turned to work under supervision of radio amateurs. The most notable was Ronnie Reed, G2RX. Military madness. Just to show that the more things change, the more things stay the same, radio and radio on HF is playing a huge part in Operation Odysseus Dawn. Now, that doesn't quite have the same ring about it as Operation Desert Storm, does it? But listen up. 6877 kHz is being used as a G-up channel, possibly from a commando solo aircraft and is commanding Libyan naval officers not to board their ships. No doubt, 6877 was the main Libyan naval channel, or shall we say frequency? The Milcom Monitoring Post website has been reporting the use of HF in the enforcement of the no-fly zone. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the border ranges of northern New South Wales and southern Queensland, it can be heard on the Border Ranges Amateur Radio Club's IRLP Echo Link repeater network on 147375 or 147275 at 8am Sunday Eastern Standard Time. I'm Paul, VK2PT. Rewind. I'm Cole, VK4CC. The Australian Maritime Coastal Radio Service. On behalf of the countless souls who would have died but for them, we salute all who have served our profession with skill and dedication through the years. 73. These words closed at 23.59 on the 31st of December 1999, the final Morse telegraphy service transmission from an Australian maritime coastal station. The first station opened in Melbourne on 8th of February 1912, with a second station in Hobart opened a few weeks later. The final transmission was sent simultaneously from Melbourne and Perth, also keying transmitters in Sydney, Townsville and Darwin. The service which opened in the early years of the 20th century closed in the last minute of that century after 87 years. More information can be found at www.coastradio.info I say again, www.coastradio.info. Well, we've reached the end of WIA National News for, as we say, yet another week. We've got the social scene to come, so pens at the ready and uh, just make a note of some of these. Also, lots of these uh, different uh, dates that we've got, we've heard that there's a date and then we hear nothing else. We'd certainly like to hear about what's going on rather than just sending us the date and uh, asking us to uh, put a few words together. To be quite honest, we're not sure what's going to happen at uh, your ham vention or at the AGM weekend or whatever it is, but we'd certainly like to know. And speaking of the AGM weekend, to uh, everybody up in Darwin, hopefully everything's coming along. I know lots of people are uh, going to make their their trek to uh, the AGM Darwin weekend. That is in May 27-29 and Hopefully we'll be able to bring some bits and pieces of what's happening up there to you very shortly. Another one that's happening in April 2-3 to 3 is a Bunya Mountain and District Amcom and Skark Somerset Dam Campout. April 9 in VK6 is the Hills Amateur Radio Group's Hargfest at Les Murdy. April 18, Worldwide Amateur Radio, the first technology-based social network, World Amateur Radio Day, April 18, and of course it's the WIA Field Day. 
April 30 to May 1 is the Clareview Gathering, and the contact there is Clive, VK4ACC of Radar Club. May 27-29 is that WIA AGM weekend. June 10 to 12 in VK4, the Far North and North Queensland Amateur Radio Gathering at King Reef Resort, Curramine Beach. June 11 to 12 in VK2 is Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's annual field day. July 16, VK3, the Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest. That's in the Cranbourne Community Hall at 10am. July 31, VK23, Riverina National Field Day, 10am at Lavington Scout Group Hall. And August 7 in VK2, Sarkfest. That's in the Lismore region, the Summerland Amateur Radio Clubs Fest. September 11, VK3, SADARC Comms Day at St Augustine's Hall at Shepparton. September 16 to 18, VK4, North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention date. That's been set and it's in Townsville, September 16, 18. And September 23, 28 is the Region 3 ARDF Championship at Bendigo in VK3. We'd certainly like to know what's going on there, as we would with the Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club's AGM at Camp Fairburn. That's September 32, October 2. And finally this year, in VK5, November 20, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Club Society Hamfest. There are two glaring uh, omissions from that list, and we're not sure whether they are going to go ahead this year. So if we find out, we'll uh, certainly let you know. One of those is in Brisbane from a club, the uh, Brisbane Amateur Radio Club. They usually have a ham fest uh, around Mother's Day. And also there's one on the Gold Coast, uh, and I think that's usually around November, something like that, October, November. And again, we've had no word on those ones. When we do, we'll bring it to you. Okay. As we said, this is VK4BB. It is the National News Service. We'll see you all again next week. If we don't see you then, we'll catch up with you on Twitter. And next week, actually, the news is going to be brought to you from our good friends at Amateur Radio New South Wales. Walk softly. In the nation's capital with Amateur Radio News from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.